How I completed the Pokedex in Pokemon Red as a kid. I remember finishing Pokemon Red. I had every single Pokemon except Taurus. I spent, well as a kid, I, th I thought it was like thousands of years trying to catch Taurus in the Savari Zone. And it just wouldn't give me the fucking Pokemon. I was so mad. I eventually went to this, my friend's house, and his friend had a Taurus. And I'm like, dude, just trade me a Taurus. He didn't want to, but I was like, I can convince him that, oh shit, I don't have a trading cable. So I begged my friend's mother to drive me like 15 minutes down the road or whatever to my house to get the trading cable. And then I came back and I'm like, well, just trade it to me. I'll trade it right back because I just want to, wanted to say that I've caught all the Pokemon in the Pokedex. He said, but you won't even have the Pokemon. I don't care, man. I just want to complete the Pokedex. And so I traded with him and I traded back. I'm like, yeah, I completed the Pokedex. Greatest achievement of my childhood life. I also got scammed once. I sold one from, from my eyes as a kid, like it was a mint Charizard trading card. And another Charizard with a small little crease in the corner combined for like $30 to some guy at the local markets or whatever. That guy fucking scammed me something fierce. And you know what I did with that $30? I bought Digimon cards. My experiences with drugs. What are your experiences of drugs like weed or alcohol and what do you think of them? So the hardest drug that I've ever had, I think I've had E once. I took something. I knew what it was at the time, it's just been so many years that I've forgotten. I was in the city one night and a friend of mine and his brother, we, we, we took some together and I just had boundless energy. <laughs> the, the meme, E. I had boundless energy, but I hated not releasing the energy. So like, I just spent a lot of time dancing. I was very happy, very jovial. My emotions were a mess though. I remember crying, I can't even remember about what, and then just immediately forgetting about it. I just, I was like, what, what do you mean I was crying? What? what? You crazy? Oh, I wasn't crying. What but, I, but I danced more than I've ever danced in the entirety of my life. You could just experience the music, it was crazy. But the next morning, it was the worst feeling. I, I, by morning, I mean like the, probably like 9 a.m. or something. Like I didn't sleep. And so we were going home from the city at like 9 a.m. on buses or something. And I felt so run down. And I think I did some stupid shit that I probably repressed or something, I'm not sure. But like, I'd never do it again. It was an interesting experience. But probably in the context that I did it, it probably made it even worse. It's not a responsible thing to do. It's it's a waste of money. And I don't think it was a valuable experience. Like if you if you said to me, like, would you go back and not do it? I'd say, yeah, I, I don't think I gained anything from it. As far as weed is concerned, I've probably smoked weed maybe half a dozen times in my life. And never to like an insane degree. I remember once I was uh, over at my friend's house, I think for his birthday and we smoked a bit of weed and I remember there were some hash cookies right and because they were cookies the amount of time it took for the drugs to take effect was quite a while and my friend Joel he was like these cookies aren't doing shit and he eats like two dozen cookies <laughs> like, like a lot of cookies like my, my, my friend who made them came back he's like fuck man how many cookies did you eat and he's like I don't know a dozen he's like that's not good man <laughs> And he was he was responsive, but like zonked out of his mind for the entire night. He never left the chair. There there have certainly been times in my life where at parties I've had alcohol and weed and been uh been very worse for wear in the morning. But as far as weed's concerned, I I've never really enjoyed it. 
interesting experience, but nothing that I'd write home about, you know, it was a... I've, I've said before, like, if weed was legal, I would probably smoke weed on occasion, because I think weed is... At least it makes me feel better in the morning than alcohol. Um, in, in regards to alcohol, I drunk fairly frequently, past 18, maybe even a little bit before that sometimes, as, as you do when you're a kid. Every weekend or second weekend, you go out for a couple of drinks or something. I used to go to the city sometimes. I, I wasn't a particularly sociable person, but I had like a handful of friends that I would go with and we'd get drunk and just screw around. It's not like we went there and like hooked up with chicks or something, because that's just, I'm, I'm not good at that kind of thing. We just we just dance in like Chinese laundry or something, you know. But yeah, I've, I've had some fun with alcohol, but at the end of the day, alcohol was just an excuse to lower my inhibitions to feel comfortable around people. It was a means to an end. I don't love alcohol. I don't drink alone. In my opinion, you should never drink alone. It's a waste of alcohol and would just make you unhappy. Random stories working at Coles the supermarket. Any interesting stories from when you worked at Coles? See, I always like to talk about what first comes to mind. I made myself a snowman. So broccoli, at least in Australia, it comes in these white styrofoam cases with a bunch of ice around it. And so I took out the ice and I built myself a snowman. And I took like little bits of, I don't know, leaves and stuff, bits of broccoli or whatever, put it, gave it ice and little hands and I took a picture of it. It had a note on it as well. I can't remember what that note, note said. There was also when I carved my name into the, the chopping board. So it was two huge chopping boards with a thousand different cuts on them, completely wrecked. And I went, ah, oh, Matt. And then like six months later, my manager's like, did you carve your name in, into the chopping board? I'm like, yeah. It's like, why? It's like, I, I don't know. I didn't think anyone would notice. I think it's because like one of the people who came around to inspect noticed. I didn't get into trouble, but they, they, ha they had to order new um, chopping boards, which makes no sense. It was barely noticeable. Why it took six months, but uh, I think the manager was end up being happy because they they gave him new chopping boards. Now I don't really have many uh, really good memories of Coles. In the early days, like I to towards the end of the night, I used to listen to my iPhone, walk around the store, and uh, tidy everything up, and that was great. 9 p.m. basically no one there, just go from section to section, listen to my iPod, just realigning apples and stuff. The worst time working at Coles was when I was in that phase where my face was super pimply and I didn't like going going out out from the back. I would, of course, because it was my job, but I mean, at any point where I could unpack the load, uh, that the stock we get every day, and I just put it on trolleys and give it to other people to do. Because that was half the job. Half the job was putting it outside on the, on the floor, and uh, the other half was like taking off the truck and uh, organizing and stuff. The most I have ever made selling on the Steam Marketplace. The, 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 the game I've made the most money off is H1Z1. I played H1Z1 when they had invitational crates, and uh, I was given like 10 of them, but I couldn't open them because I didn't have any keys or whatever. But I kept them, and then I stopped playing H1Z1 for like two years, and then I figured out what the inventory and stuff was. I figured out what the inventory and marketplace and stuff was on Steam, and I looked at all my games, and I'm like, hey look, these crates are worth like 10 bucks each. That's 10 bucks US too. Study in Ghana about the nature of bribes and corruption. The study found that basically everyone accepted bribes. Like bribery was just a, the way of the world. You show this pass and you pay this amount of money under the table to the guard. And so the study 
like it was, it was a government study where they wanted to see if increasing the pay of these people would reduce the amount of bribes that they would take. It didn't. What happened was the person got a higher sense of like in, inflated importance and so would charge more for bribes. Because it, it wasn't like they needed the money necessarily for the bribes. It was just that was what was expected. That was the culture. So the person's like, oh, I'm making more money now, so I guess I'm more important. So I, I'm clearly deserving of a higher bribe. <laughs> like the, I'm sure the people accepting the bribes didn't even think it was something wrong. It's like, this is just what everyone does. This is just how the world works, you know? How, how do you beat a culture like that? Embarrassing dating stories. Probably the most embarrassing thing that happened when I did online dating was we went ice skating and I parked my car in the underground parking. But we were there, we were there so long that the underground parking closed. So when I left, I was like, ah, oh, crap, I can't get my car. And, she's, and so she had to give me a ride home. Not an online dating story. But the first time I crashed my car was when I was on a double date with a friend and his girlfriend. And it had just rained, or it was still raining a little bit. And there was some poorly signed construction. And so he doesn't see it. He slams on his brakes. And I'm like, why would he be braking in the middle of it? Oh, shit. And I, like, I thought it, he was just slowing down a bit, but he was actually slamming on his brakes and I just ran up the back. And no one was hurt, but it was, I don't know if that was the first date or whatever, but it was not great. Did I end up banging Stacy's mum? No. I dated two girls named Stacy. Not at the same time, obviously. And I did not bang either of their mums. Stacy's mum has got it going on. Crashes his car, runs dead. Emotionally supporting some guys that took LSD. I got a weird email. This guy was like, me and my friends dropped acid. We had your your 100% PB on in the background. Like it was just reassuring that you were always there on the screen. They always look back and there'd be you playing the game. So thanks for being there with us. I was like, okay, cool. Why some online creators moved to Facebook and died there? The lawsuit that I referenced happened at the end of 2019. Did you guys hear that apparently um, Facebook massively inflated their numbers in regards to how many people watch videos on their website, leading to a lot of companies moving their operations to Facebook uh, and it basically killed those companies? College Humor was that way, for example. And so apparently there was some lawsuit where they've had to pay out a lot of money, 0.3% of Facebook profits. Basically, they fucked over a lot of people and they're getting a slap on the wrist. That's a problem with a lot of these fines against these companies. It's worth far less than they make from the scam, so it doesn't do anything to incentivize them not to uh, do the scam and incentivize them to work more carefully and not get caught. I think the bare minimum of a fine for a company that effectively scams their customers or violates some regulation should be the amount of money they made from said scam or violation. There should be more to inspire them to uh, not do it again. Weird Sega games from my childhood. In the stream re uh, a while ago, I talked about this Sega game that my mother purchased me that I didn't really enjoy because I couldn't figure out what to do. So I didn't know the name of this game. But they released the mini Sega recently and it had the game on it that I didn't understand. And it was called Light Crusader. I looked at the plot and it was bare bones, so I ended up watching an entire speedrun of the game at two times speed. It only took half an hour, because the world record's like an hour or whatever. And it's funny because it's such an old game, the text boxes come up and they have to skip through them. So I, I, it doesn't even skip through very quickly, so I could read all the text boxes and learn the entire story. 
Yeah, Echo was so hard and so scary as a kid. I've told this story before. My mother found me cheat codes for the game because we couldn't get any further. And uh, it was just in the magazine, so she's like, oh, yeah, here you go. And so I cheated my way to a further forward level. It was an ice level and had sharks and it scared the hell out of me. Then I was like, oh, I'm going to go to another level that's less scary. And then I uh, go even further forward and puts me with the final boss. And it's a huge green alien with the creepiest fucking music I've ever heard in all my days. And I'm sitting here going, wasn't this about dolphins? And there was like an, it was a scary octopus, but what the fuck? Why, why is there an alien? And I didn't understand as a kid. I now know the story where it turns out that um, aliens basically sucked all the dolphins from the ocean because they wanted to eat them. And you get sucked into the ship later to save all the dolphins. Not liking chocolate ice cream as a kid made my life difficult. Chocolate ice cream, yay or nay? Um, it's not my go-to. We used to buy Neapolitan ice cream as a, uh, when I was a kid. So it'd have the pink one, strawberry, vanilla, um, and then chocolate. I would only eat the vanilla and the, and the um, strawberry. So we'd have like three tubs of nothing but chocolate. And my mother wouldn't buy any more until my sister had eaten the chocolate. I'd be like, me, just eat the bloody ice cream. I want more ice cream. They didn't like chocolate cake, didn't like chocolate at all, really. But I've grown up and I've realized how crazy I was as a kid. Chocolate's fucking great. The most annoying people to have a conversation with. There's a bunch of different types of people you can talk to that are really annoying to talk to, but one where a person just full of themselves only likes to hear themselves speak. It's so annoying to talk to such a person. Like, you can tell they're listening to nothing that you're saying, and they're waiting for you to shut up so they can speak again. Or the people who you have to, like, drag a conversation out of them. It's like they believe the more words that they say, the quicker they'll die, so they use as few syllables as possible. I would get that so much when I did online dating back in the day. So you could be the greatest person in the world, but if you won't fucking talk, go fuck yourself. My drunken quest for food after a party at PAX 2019. I wanted to get some food, so I googled, like, what's the closest McDonald's? And so I was 15 minutes away, walking, I'm like, ah, oh, that's not too bad. Um, but I was wearing expensive new shoes, so I started walking slash running there. Halfway through, I'm like, fuck, my feet hurt. So I take off my shoes, and so I'm running through the city with my just my socks on. And I get to McDonald's, and so I eat my food, put back on my shoes, of course, before going into McDonald's, because I wouldn't want random people in McDonald's to know that I had my shoes off while running through the city. Then I call my Uber, and I get back to my hotel, and the next day I find out that there's a McDonald's right next to my hotel. So I could have just called an Uber and gone back to my hotel and gone to McDonald's next to my hotel and I wouldn't have fucked up my feet because the next day my feet were absolutely shocking. I still have the, like a cuss in the back of my foot uh, to this day from that running through the city. Not a smart move. My mother tried to bribe me to go on a water slide. When I was a kid, I remember going to uh, Homebush. It's like an Olympic park and it has like pool areas for people to swim and stuff. I was a little kid, but I wasn't that little. I don't know, 10, 12, I don't know. My mother was like, look, I'll give you $20 and any candy bar that you want if you go on that slide. I'm like, no. She's like, what, what do you mean no? I'm like, I want like $20 for a kid is like a billion dollars, right? And I still said no. She said, but you really enjoy it? I'm like, I don't care. No. As a kid, I was shy and I refused to do fucking anything. Years later, when my, I guess my friends convinced me to go on it, I was like, oh my god, that was so fun. 
Hey, mom, can I have that $20 now? And she's like, I was never gonna give you $20 fucking dollars. Are you... What, are you crazy? I just knew you'd really enjoy it, so... I was trying to get you to go on it. <laughs> Scams, yeah. Homebush was also where I developed my love of Twix. So one of the vending machines was broken specifically for Twix. I tried them all. Where like every second time you'd buy a Twix, it'd give you another one for free. So every single time I went to Homebush, and like my dad or whatever, or my mother, whoever had, had took us, she'd give us some money to go to a vending machine or whatever. I get Twix every single time, because I knew I could get double. The disparity in perceptions of promiscuity and cheating between sexes. Whatever the disparity in the viewing of promiscuity in, in men and women, I think when people are in relationships, I think men who cheat are just as condemned as, as women who cheat, I think. I'm certainly willing to agree that uh, men are more applauded for sleeping with a lot of women, while women are more condemned for sleeping with a lot of men. Although I think the difference is uh, less pronounced than it once was. Yeah, I, I don't think there's really any excuse for cheating. I think everyone has the potential to cheat though. I think a lot of, pe a lot of people in relationships who have never cheated have just never been in the right situation to do so. I mean, it's, it's similar for any wrongdoing, right? A lot of people who've never stolen have just never been in the right situation to steal. Or, you know, opportunity. A lack of opportunity rather than a strong moral sense, you could say. I wouldn't condemn Doc's wife, for example, for uh, forgiving him, right? There's some people who, who, who will do that. Like, once a cheater, always a cheater. Um, there's no coming back from that. I, I, I don't really agree. I think legitimately people can make mistakes and accept the wrongdoing of their actions. I'm not sure what percentage of people cheat, but I mean, if you wanted to cheat and had the urge to cheat and what have you, you should just end your relationship, man. Like, I'm, I'm sure everyone is tempted to cheat, man. The, the difference between a good person and a bad person is not necessarily just not doing bad things. It's, it's having the opportunity to do bad things and not doing it. Even more so having the urge to do bad things and not doing it, you know? Like, a person who has the opportunity every day to steal someone's purse and doesn't, is infinitely better than a person who never has the opportunity to steal someone's purse and doesn't, you know? It's like the people are like, oh, I've never cheated on my wife, and it's like, how many opportunities have you had to cheat on your wife? Well, well, none, but there you go, you know? I mean, I, I, I think having urges is just normal, man. You see a very attractive woman, like, you, you, can, you can love your wife and child and still be attracted to other women. Or you can be in a relationship and one day just be stressed or something or have an argument and think to yourself, I wonder what it'd be like to be with another woman again or some shit. I mean, that makes sense. I'm not condoning infidelity, I'm condoning thoughts of infidelity. I doubt there exists a single person who has ever been married for a long period of time who hasn't at least at one point thought to themselves, hey, wouldn't it be nice to have sex with that other woman? I guess there must be one person, but holy shit, I don't think there'd be many. Human rights and objective morality. What is or is not a human right just depends on what we as a society are collectively willing to say is or is not a human right. Like if you live under a warlord who does not give two shits about you and you say, but my human rights, he'll kick you in the face and go, I don't care. Whether or not you believe human rights come from somewhere other than society, please at the very least accept that whether or not your rights mean anything just depends on how much society is willing to uh, safeguard those rights. In the same way that if you believe in objective morality, please at the very least accept that regardless of whether or not there is an objective morality, whether or not an, a person will follow it depends on their subjective preferences. If I put you in a room with a person who had no subjective preferences, 
and you came at him and were like, this, this is objective morality, you should do this. He's going to look at you and say, I don't care. But you'll be burned to life, I don't care. But you won't be able to eat, I, w I don't care. He'll just repeat, I don't care, over and over again, and he will not move a single fucking jot. Give him a subjective preference, and you can appeal to it to get him to do things. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing, and I wish you all the best.